Bonjour, film lovers. Did you know that you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio? We also have a website, realnerdspodcast.com, where you can find cool articles and other ways to listen to the podcast. You can also follow us on social, Facebook at Real Nerds Podcast, and Twitter and Instagram at Real Nerds. You can also call us at 720-6-NERDS-5. We will listen to it, we will play it, and we will probably commentate on it. Also, email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Men. Listen, I have my own podcast. I have my own podcast studio. I don't really care about those. What I really care about is the Real Nerds podcast, the best podcast in the universe, in the multiverse, in, in, on all Earth, 616 and beyond. Listen to it. Subscribe right now and uh, listen to this episode. Listen to all the episodes, but especially listen to, the, listen to the one that I'm on. It might be the best. Thank you, guys. Hey, Brad, uh, before we start, do you mind turning on the speaker for me? I'm having trouble hearing. Uh, I don't know why my speaker would do that, but you know, let, me t- let me figure this out here. Ow. Ow. Ugh, what was that? <laughs> I'm Ryan Frost, and welcome to Real Nerds Podcast. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can be- talk film. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Take it outside. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd will give it all the guts. Let's action. What the hell? Like, how's that even scientifically possible? Well, you're a fucking idiot because our film of the week is Jackass Forever. You had to know I was going to pull some prank. I want to thank your mom uh, for sneaking into your home and rigging that for me. Um, so thank you. You went through a lot of trouble for one episode of this podcast. Yeah, but the most uh, my most favorite thing to do is, you know, to shock people and fuck with them. What people don't know is before we actually start recording, you're really playing pranked on us every episode. Yeah, exactly. This but time I, really I just made it a little more visceral where you actually felt it. Yeah, that's not. I'll let this one slide because it is Jackass Forever this week. But oh, ow, God, my arm. Yeah, that's 50,000 <laughs> volts, my friend. I think I need to call an ambulance. Not feeling <laughs> too good here. I <laughs> <laughs> have to do this one out without me. Yeah, just call me back when you're in the hospital. <laughs> Uh, thanks for uh making me pay thousands of dollars for an episode <laughs> for for my one ten <laughs> second joke. <laughs> How's it going? That joke was a thousand a hundred dollars every second. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Nice. Uh, every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. As you can hear, we saw Jackass Forever this week. We're going to tell you if we recommend the movie, play the trailer, and then, you know, you can spoil this movie because there's a lot of uh, pranks in it. Um, we also have movie news and Hollywood's big comeback, the big box office winner of the week. We like movies, and we've been doing it over for, te- uh, for over 10 years. Anything cool happen to you this week, Brad? Uh, not really. Um, just been working on stuff and you know, went to some f- events that... Uh... Some friends got married, so... Oh, very cool. 
Yeah, nothing really movie stuff related and uh, real nerds going on for me. How about you? Yeah, no, I work all the time. And um, like my, my highlight of my week is being able to meet you at the Alamo Sloan's Lake for the 10 extra minutes of Jackass Forever. So, um, but I have been playing a lot of PlayStation 5 lately. Uh, the Spider-Man game that came out on PS4 was remastered for it and it was bundled with the Miles Morales game. And it's it was already a great looking game, and now I mean it's incredible. Now it's there's more colors, uh, the animation is more fluid. Um, it's I, it's hard to describe unless you've played it. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that, and I just started the Uncharted Legacy Collection or Thieves Collection, whatever the hell they call it, where it runs at sixty frames per second now and has more resolution, and um, it's crazy. Uh, this may be a dumb question, but I assume the PS5 outputs 4K, right? It's not like... Yes. Yes. Okay. It's not like 1080p and they just... You can... It upscales so it. What, what's cool is you can't... So the game... So like Uncharted has two different settings. You can have it at 4K and then it maximizes the frames per second at 30. Um, so you get sharper image and things like that. Or you can do... Um, 60 frames per second where it upscales it um, because it can't render the 4k as fast right um, but it's whatever your preference is i mean it looks incredible i mean it's already a great looking game on playstation 4 and now it's just geez and no load times it's crazy that that's the most crazy thing about the ps5 is a game as huge as spider-man that has the literal manhattan island rendered you used to have to take two or three minute load screens and now it immediately fast travels you to any part of the city. Um, yeah. If you want, I like to swing through the city, but you know, you can fast travel if you want. It's funny. Like, you know, growing up there were no load times cause they were all cartridges, but um, in you know, like the past decade, load times has been a thing. Like every time I turn my switch, it seems like it has to download an update. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Or something. Um, and that's usually like, hey, sorry, that's like 30 minutes. You have to wait. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I always leave, start the game. Uh, my switch on sleep mode and my PlayStation on rest mode. Um, so it's while they're resting, they download all that shit. Yeah, because yeah, because I don't um, I mean, nowadays, as soon as you buy a game, they have a day one, like eight gig patch <laughs> that <laughs> they have to fix the game with so yeah. see you tomorrow <laughs> yep um but yeah no yeah that's all i've been doing i haven't but i've been having a lot of fun uh, i don't know if you've played the spider-man it's well the batman arkham games are incredible but i think spider-man's the best superhero game no of course um, you do yeah that's <laughs> what i do <laughs> anyways uh our film of the week is jackass forever brad do you recommend jackass forever I think at this point, uh, if you're not already a fan, um, you're, you're probably not going <laughs> to go out to see this one. But uh, I think if you are a fan like us, um, I think it's it's another great entry uh, into the franchise. There is a bit of, uh, you know, you, you do miss some of the the old crew. Obviously, Ryan Dunn couldn't make it back. Um, but, you know. Why? <laughs> oh, haven't you heard? <laughs> Dude, that was 11 years ago. Can you believe that shit? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. 
time time just getting away from us um yeah. yeah even even you know obviously bamar jared didn't deserve to be a part like he's in it a little bit uh in the background uh, for some of the shots but um you know some of his presence not being there is uh missing and then you know the new guys you know they didn't have an entire tv series to get you to warm up with them to them so you know they get in there as much as they can but um yeah, overall, it's just fun. There's like one really great skit in there that I love. And then there's a lot of um, uh, like Danger Aaron, I think, is like the un- unsung hero of the movie because mm-hmm. he doesn't get a lot of credit, but he takes the most brutal abuse of the whole movie, uh, like the most of it. Like Johnny Knoxville get, does like get hit by an ox. Like that's from the trailer, but uh just Aaron gets punched in the nuts so much Oh, geez. and almost killed by a bear. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's just a ton of fun. It's like, I was laughing the hardest I've laughed in a theater and forever. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I think you should definitely see this film. Um, I, I don't even think you have to be a fan. I, I'll just touch on basically what you said. If you want to go to the movie theater and just laugh really hard, then you should go see it because there's also something cool about seeing them almost 50 and doing this and they don't pop up as quick. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So uh, here's the trailer for Jackass Forever. The world waited for what felt like forever. Then we waited longer. But this February... This is going to be the gnarliest shit ever. The wait is over. Hello, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. If you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. When you get knocked down, you got to get back up. If they trust us to go to the bathroom, they're less intelligent than I thought. In the drawer, but I know enough to know. If you're gonna be dumb, gotta be tough. You're still blowing people up. As if life's not hard enough. This guy's one badass dude right here. Oh, man, I'm on jackass. It's a Texas rat snake. Venomous? Francis hits harder than any heavyweight in MMA. I told Aaron it was a lightweight. That's not a lightweight. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> We're in this together, Pops. What's the worst that can happen? You said it wasn't going to feel like anything. I just need you to, like, sit with my grandpa. Just make sure he doesn't smoke. Oh, oh, oh. bunch of NASA scientists right now. Can I get a cold drink? Yeah, okay. Will you make him an actual coffee, Stephanie? Here, I made you another one. It's gotta be over, dude. I think we're all the way finished. We're through. Stick a fork in it! It's funny because obviously there's no story to the Jackass films. It's literally how can we hurt each other and make it funny? And I don't know why it is so fun to see 
people get hurt, but there's something about it that just brings a tear to my eye laughing. (laughs) Like, um, I just want to clarify, like when I say, yeah, if you're not a fan already, it's not going to win you over. Like over the weekend, people were asking me like what I saw this week and a bunch of people were like, Oh, uh, like that crude humor is not my style. I'm like, well, you know, that's always been their style. So this isn't going to change that. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I mean, it opens with Chris Pontus's penis dressed up like Godzilla <laughs> destroying a town. Um, Mixed with like live action and puppetry. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's a pretty impressive setup. <laughs> I mean, uh, um, and yeah, it, it's really fun. Cause I mean, one of the staples of the Jackass films is the opening is this really cinematic, uh, you know, sequence sequence. Yeah. It has nothing to really do with the movie. It's just, um, I mean, I think the, my bull, the bull one is still my favorite. Is that three or two? The bull one. Oh yeah. yeah I think it's two. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're all running down the street and getting hit by bulls. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's to me, it's kind of like seeing old friends for the first time in a long time. Uh, because there's so much fun. And I used to watch those all the time. Um, you know, they, they went from an alligator biting their nipples to <laughs> there's a tarantula that bites the nipples. Um, yeah, I didn't I, I realize forget- it until the credits that uh, a lot of the gags in this movie are recreations of past gags, just yeah. amped up to 11. Yeah. Um, I forget the kid's name. He's one of, he's one of the new kids, but his dad's in it. They call him dark shark. And he's uh, this hardened like ex-con, but he freaks out over a uh, spider and there's a bit with Wee Man and a vulture and he freaks out. <laughs> he's he's screaming, he's biting me, he's biting me. And it's just <laughs> the bird is just sitting on him. <laughs> That's a hard hard edge after all. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like the dichotomy of that uh is really funny. Um and yeah, it's I don't know if your favorite skit's my favorite skit, but I love the, uh, they turn the lights off in the room. Yeah. The Sense of the Lambs bit, I think is the best bit. I'm actually kind of bummed. It's like one of the first things that happens in the movie. Cause I think it also been a great closer. Yeah. Um, Cause it's just so cerebral. <laughs> like it's um, cause it's, it's well, I mean, 20 something years of psychological torture. These guys have been through. Yeah, like I imagine if you're on a jackass set, you're always like watching your back or and covering your nuts. Uh so when they yeah. turn the lights out <laughs> and uh you know they 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 set it up with uh making them think that there's a snake in the room. Uh and then they shut off the lights and they remove the snake, but like they just have plants in there with props that just kinda have night vision goggles and screw with them. Um and then they yeah. amp it up by giving them an an exit spot and then making the exit like dangerous. <laughs> Has has uh, like skillets hanging from the fucking ceiling, and then when you run into them, the floor is covered with mouse traps. Yeah, <laughs> and then that uh, I forget that new kid where he tried to jump over the the, the wall one? of mouse traps. Yeah, he's yeah. Like I, I could feel. It. I didn't care. I was oh, just Zach out of here. Yeah, yeah. His name's Zach. He like tried to jump over, and there was more mouse traps on this table, and it just fucked him <laughs> over more. <laughs> Uh, and but, then just like the night vision goggles showing, uh, like their intense terror at what's going on. 
the reaction yeah, Aaron to their faces. is really funny in that one where he's hiding underneath a table, has like a cushion that he's <laughs> holding up, and his eyes are as big as like cartoon eyes. And you can tell he's panic breathing and just doesn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. And then after it's over, like even Dave England is like, like, you know, I, I'm not trusting any of you guys to tell me where to go. Like, I'll live here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave's like, I'm just going to, I'm going to start a new life. <laughs> and it's funny because it's so genuine. Yeah. The, the terror and their response. And I think that's what I loved about this movie too is one, it's cool seeing Steve O, you know, being healthy and, um, no longer an addict and he's still having lots of fun and still being Steve-O. Um, but to think of the stuff when you're 50 and, you know, an exploding fart and that's the kind of stuff when you were, you know, in elementary school that you'd want to do with your friends. You know what I mean? I mean, I never wanted to do that, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I definitely seen way more of Steve-O than I've ever seen in this movie. <laughs> you definitely see his butthole. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um yeah his bit with the uh skateboard falling on his shins like the other fun thing about these movies is going into feel feel the audience reactions mm-hmm. and as soon as that skateboard guillotine showed up like you just have everyone like knew what was going to happen oh yeah and i mean when it hit in our audience i mean i went oh yeah because <laughs> like if, if you ever had your shins hit by anything you're like you know that feeling exactly uh it's it's just really fun. I, I I was talking to my wife because Kellen wants to see it really bad because they keep, you know, he watches um, Nickelodeon, which is owned by Paramount, which owns Jackass. So the TV spots are playing all the time and he wants to see it, which I don't think he would have a problem. But then I was thinking him and his friends might start trying to jump off things at school or yeah um you know like that family guy episode (laughs) they just start doing shit and it's funny because i i because he asked to see it yesterday and i said you know what maybe i will take him and i text my wife you know because i don't want to get in trouble i said hey kellen keeps on asking you to see jackass and she said well i don't know if he should because him and his friends are going to start misbehaving and so I told him, I said, yeah, buddy, you know, they, they kind of do things in there with their friends and I don't want you to get hurt. And he has this friend named Mayhem. And oh, he said, good. yeah, yeah, he said, yeah, you're probably right, daddy. Me and Mayhem would want to jump off of things. Oh, I'm, I'm not showing you this movie. <laughs> like <laughs> I said, uh, enough to know. Like I said, it might be good just to show him the TV show first. Yeah. Um, a little more toned down. Yeah. Because I think a lot of that stuff is like regular skating type stuff. So, yeah, yeah. And I mean, but this yeah, movie no, has a tons of male nudity and <laughs> it does exposed buttholes. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't worry about that stuff. I worry more about him being, <laughs> you know, yeah. influenced to hey, hey, get uh, get our cell phone. Well, my kid doesn't have a cell phone, but let's let's record us uh, going down our bikes really fast and us throwing shit at you or i don't know <laughs> or just punch um, each other in the crotch constantly yeah oh dude the cup test Fuck. <laughs> yeah it was it was the pogo stick that actually bent the cup right yeah well i think it's because it pinched his scrotum <laughs> like when they, when they uh, went back and showed it in slow motion <laughs> yeah i thought he, he crushed a ball on that one because oh yeah that was horrible i don't know why like 
I get that <laughs> they're fucking crazy. I I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I just like how did he let the them get like get away with abusing him that much because he takes so many shots to the nuts in that in this movie. It's yeah, like I know they have like a <laughs> give one like get one type system. You know if if um with Jeff Tremaine like asked you to do something like really gnarly like you get a freebie mm-hmm. pass like on something else and it just seems like uh Aaron had to do everything like he didn't get yeah. any passes like the, even yeah. the spider one he's just like dude i won like why am i being punished <laughs> <laughs> they know they can fuck with him and not fuck with some somebody's dad who just shows up <laughs> yeah uh but i wouldn't fuck with that guy either so <laughs> yeah no i won either yeah, no, I think you should see it. I, I can't remember all the skits off the top of my head, um, but it, but it's really fun um, just seeing them doing stuff again. Yeah, and you're right; and, it's even better when they're old and like get knocked out and can't get up right away. Because even there's that one where Poopies, yeah, that's his real name. <laughs> he does that uh, parachute jump, and he's knocked out cold. And they go over the, are you okay, man? Are you okay? It's like 10 seconds and he wakes up and he goes, yeah, but you can tell he's still fucked up. Yeah. And that's one of the young guys. I mean, Giant Oxel yeah. got hit by that bull and he was snoring. Oh yeah. He was, he was, he was out. out yeah. Did he have broken ribs, a broken arm? And, man, but the, I think the one that fucked almost all of them up was that the marching band one where, Oh, they yeah. walked on that treadmill that was going like 30 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Steve-O. Yeah. Like fractured his skull or something. Yep. You guys are so... That's one of those uh, ones where you're like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, and the finale had a a, a, mir- a a carousel or something. And uh, they think it's just to like drink milk and then throw up on each other. But uh, it's actually a paintball. <laughs> scene where everyone comes out as uh you know they got like 50 different people shooting at them and they have no protection on and there's just explosions everywhere and Wee man comes out in his own little tank and like was it like cannonballs or medicine balls or something something that i would not want to get hit with <laughs> yeah yeah because steve-o showed his dick that had a huge bruise on it <laughs> yeah. god uh, Ugh, fuck yeah but yeah, that's like that was cool. But I think the yeah the Silence of the Lambs bit was like more interesting than just a paintball fight at the end. Yeah, I agree. Random it, explosions. It, like I said, it's just because the psychological scars that they all bear over twenty years of doing this stuff, and I think they all were a little more scared because they're older and they know better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I mean, we have all learned from our past, and after not having a new jackass for man was it 12 years 13 years 2010 yeah yeah 12 years yeah 12 years and then to go back on there and you know you're gonna get you know i mean there's that one where johnny knoxville's in this back of this moving van or truck and he's just waiting for steve-o to come out of his trailer and he hits him (laughs) in the face with a volleyball that's launched through a ball machine I mean, that's just got to be the terror you're constantly living with on these scene in these movies, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, are you on your guard all the time? Or like at this point, you're like so old that you just don't care. Like you just like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Assume you're on set. So something's going to happen to you. Yeah. Yeah. You just take so, it. Yeah. 
<laughs> go see Jackass. It's really fun. Yeah. The bonus stuff wasn't what I expected. I know. I was a little disappointed. Yeah, I know it's not showing that stuff everywhere, but we did see a screen with bonus stuff. And it was just like an interview with the new guys. So I was hoping it was going to be a couple more like stunts. Yeah, like deleted scenes that probably show up later on a Blu-ray or something. Yeah. But yeah, it was just like a retrospective introduce you to the new new players, which I don't know. Are they going to make more Jackass movies with these people? Because it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to think of a jackass without Steve-O and Johnny Knoxville, you know? Yeah. Like I said, even just missing Ryan Dunn and Bam, like, it just yeah. didn't feel complete, but, like, there's no way to solve that, so. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I, I miss, like, people throwing snakes at Bam. <laughs> yep. Yeah, or, I mean, Ryan Dunn had the one skit the fir- in the first movie where he put the toy car up his butt for the x-ray <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess uh steve was supposed to do that one and he was like i guess that's in the movie yeah he talks about like yeah i don't want to embarrass my dad <laughs> uh but yeah they did have like a little tribute to ryan dunn they showed like a um i think it was a skit that didn't make it to anything where he's riding around inside like a office building with a like a scooter yeah like a medical scooter and it's like it really cramped area. yeah yeah <laughs> really close quarters so it just knocks everything out of the way and crushes people yeah so yeah it's just yeah a lot of fun just laugh so hard seeing dumb yep. stuff and it's good to do that every once in a while peak cinema right there hell yeah even scorsese's jealous fucking a he is i mean because it's also like two hours shorter than any of his movies so <laughs> So uh, this week I'm supposed to do a, a you know a news segment, but I didn't find anything that really stood out to me. Um, the Academy Award nominations are tomorrow, but so I'm going to use this time, Brad. I hope you don't mind to talk about Peacemaker. No, I don't mind. Sweet. I wonder if we can play the Peacemaker theme song right now. Yeah, yeah, we can. Fuck yeah. I have to agree with James Gunn. Uh, I never skipped that intro. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Because uh, it's fucking hilarious. 
and our uh, our uh, band Steel Panther shows up at the closing episode two. I think it is. Yeah, he does a cover of uh, Fossil the People's Pumped Up Kicks, uh, yep. hair metal style, which is, which is fun. Yeah, it's fun. I freaking, I look, there's no soundtrack for this show yet. I want the soundtrack. Uh, James Gunn actually has like a Spotify playlist. So he takes all the songs from the show and puts it on there. So if you want to uh, stream okay. it, you can. Um, but I'm oh, sure at man. some point down the line, they'll release it. I'm hoping it'll physical. be like a, a Waxworks or a Bondo release. That'd be cool. Oh, I'm sure there will be. Um, it's probably more expensive because a lot of it's actual, like other people's songs and not just the score. So yeah, a little bit pricier to put together, but yeah, it'd Anyways, be great. uh, peacemaker is a continuation of, uh, your favorite film from last year, the suicide squad, my second favorite film and, uh, peacemaker at the end at the, uh, end credit scene is recovering in the hospital and this film basically picks up right after that where <laughs> he, he yells at the uh, janitor which is great um and he has he's given another task with uh to take out the butterflies and um that's what it the premise is but it's way more um yeah, you kind of like get a, in- i was gonna say it's it's uh kind of like this douchebag kind of realizing his effect on the world yeah. and coming to terms with, you know, what's what, like what kind of bad stuff that's caused and then how to like grow from it. So, yeah. And it's cause he, I was never a fan of John Cena, the wrestler, but I really like John Cena, the actor. I think yeah. he's really good in this movie, uh, TV show. His uh, career is like, you know, he's kind of following the rock where, you know, he played a character in a, in wrestling. And now he's just like, seems like a cool dude that like, like yeah. And he has really good comedic sensibilities. Yeah. Where the rock is kind of settled into an action hero leading man role. And he's really great. And I love the rock. Uh, John Cena's kind of fallen into a leading man who doesn't mind making fun of himself. Yeah. And it's really endearing. I mean, the, I, I love the old man in this show. Yeah. <laughs> Lives next door to uh Peacemaker's racist dad, the white dragon. And yeah. he's always he's talking like, about how much better Batman is. Yeah. He has uh, villains like the Mad Hatter, the Joker. Yeah, because he lets him go free. I fucking kill everybody. It's <laughs> <laughs> just too great. Much pussy like, to do anything about it. Yeah, it's it's super violent. Um but it's but you care about the actor, uh, the actors, the characters in it. Yeah, suddenly, um, like Vigilante, which is just like some I don't know F list character in DC Comics, <laughs> and he's a ton of fun. Like as his kind of sidekick. I know. I love the. I think it's the third or fourth episode where they're leaving, and he's hiding behind a dumpster. <laughs> yeah. And Harcourt's like, "I see you." <laughs> what? I'm just standing here. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was going to leave, but then you said that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I'm making my face so he doesn't recognize it. <laughs> no one yeah. knows who this guy is. <laughs> and he's kind of like this mirror for Peacemaker to like realize, you know, his influence, like what his influence as Peacemaker has been on people. Because Vigilante is more sadistic than oh, yeah. Peacemaker is. Um, because there's a turning point. I think it's the fourth, maybe th- I Man, I can't remember, but um, where 
they want them to kill these kids that are supposedly um, these butterfly alien things and Peacemaker can't do it. At Vigilantes, you know, I got it. <laughs> he just yeah. executes them. So you know, Hardcore's doing this thing like baby bear down, mama bear down, and then Vigilante steps in and he's like, ooh, papa bear down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like he's making fun of it like uh yeah uh how uh, are you caught up to all all the episodes yeah i think they just had the sixth one correct yeah there's the like, seventh one i think the, seventh one's tomorrow there's two left so the recent one's six yeah yeah okay so make sure i wasn't spoiling anything for you oh yeah no 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 it's uh it's just a really cool show and i, I love the energy behind it i mean it's a james gunn show through and through um james gunn has a great job of i I think his all his movies have great energy to them and they're always a lot of fun to watch even if you don't like a a certain one of his films you can still watch them you know yeah i think the the, like the hair metal like easter eggs and everything in the show is a ton of fun um like that separates it from a lot of you know shows on tv um Mm -hmm. and all that throwback to like glam metal and everything. Um, I don't know. Just uh, like you said, with the intro and everything. It's like, yeah, so it's... many shows are like on HBO have that like artsy intro credit sequence. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's kind of abstract or um, it, like photos of things animated. But yeah, like the fact that they're doing this dance number to um, a metal song and like choreographed and everyone's deadpan about it. Um, yep. Yeah, it's just it's fun and different apparently you can see judo master he's supposed to be poking his head out like in the background and i keep watching i haven't seen it other than when he jumps out of the hole at the end but yeah i i forgot fucking judo master i love him (laughs) (laughs) he's he's has peacemaker tied up and he's eating flaming hot cheetos (laughs) yeah he's like throwing him at him i i kick your fucking ass (laughs) yeah um you're so small if I rupture my Achilles tendon, I could put you in there. <laughs> I'm a little confused though, because, uh, so they caught him, then he escaped and then they shot him in the chest and he still lived, but I haven't seen him for like three episodes. And like, where did he go? Cause, uh, John Economos had him tied down and watching him before he escaped. Yeah. But then after he was shot in the chest, like, is he in a hospital somewhere or like, Ooh, I don't know yeah, what happened point. to him? Like Hopefully he comes back. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird to keep him alive and then not do anything with him for the rest of the series. So just feels interrupted and complete. So, so yeah, I, if you have HBO Max, you should definitely be streaming streaming Peacemaker. Um, <laughs> I, I love Eagly in it. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the last episode where he's like. Falling, uh, dropping out of the sky and attacking the police. Yep. Uh, and Vinci's like, damn, Eagly's hardcore. Like, Eagly's like biting out people's eyes. Uh, yeah. Or when he hugs him, Dad, get the camera. He's <laughs> hugging me. Uh, yeah, you do my that... phone. It had some rad pictures of Eagly on there. <laughs> uh, his uh, dad, played by Robert Patrick, is really good in it. He's really um, horrible and sadistic. So, yeah. Um, um yeah so some awful things to the Asian cop. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, he's a racist. He's a real super villain where I think Peacemaker kind of treads that Deadpool kind of area where he's not really a good guy, not really a bad guy. He's kind of a douche. 
know, it's like vigilante says, like, you know, we're the good guys. And, you know, we only kill bad guys unless there's a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When he's listing them off, he goes, you know, and the last thing he says are people who, you know, use graffiti. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Do you think I like doing this? I do. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And his moment in the uh, prison when he takes on the white supremacist is great. Cause you think, yeah. you think he's going to get his ass kicked cause you know, he doesn't look dangerous and usually like most movies, like that's what happens. So it was refreshing to see him just like completely annihilate all those guys. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I can't wait for the um, last two episodes and hopefully there's a Blu-ray release. So we can get some behind the scenes stuff with James Gunn and things like that. Yeah. And hopefully season two, because they haven't announced it yet, but it seems like it's doing well. Yeah, I read an interview with James Gunn, and he says he's really tired right now. So, <laughs> um, well, I mean, he's making Guardians. I think he's working on Guardians 3 right now. Yeah. And so, I mean, season two might be a little ways off. Yeah, but he also like wrote all of this season and directed, I think, all but three episodes. Yeah. So he doesn't have to do everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he should just get in. You know, he should be like a Seth MacFarlane where he's still part of it, but and checks on things, but kind of lets other people do it. Yeah. But I get why he wants to make it his own. That's cool. All right. Uh, Last thing this week. Let's check on Hollywood's big comeback. Well, the numbers are in from this weekend, and Jackass Forever made $23.5 million on a $10 million budget, so good for them. Finally, uh, uh, Spider-Man falls down uh, only one more time since it opened. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Spider-Man, I didn't think it was going to make it to Avatar's total, but they're saying it's going to pass it this week. Um, yeah, how much did it do? Uh, I did nine point six million. It almost beat Moonfall. Yeah, so I think it, I, I think it's it's going to. Um, yeah, I I think so too. And in fact, on um, Sunday it made three hundred thousand more than Moonfall. So, um, Moonfall cost one hundred and fifty million and only made ten million. And yeah, and, yeah, and there's still no like comic book inspired movie coming out for like another three weeks until the Batman. So yeah, it could still do like another five to 10 easily. I think time. it will. I think uh, uncharted will probably eat a lot of its thing when that's fine. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's been number one for a while and uh, being the third highest grossing movie of all time. I'll take it before inflation. Yes. Yeah. Um, well. Yeah. Congratulations to Spider-Man. That's yeah. It's funny, uh, I think the person who like reps Jackass for the studio was talking about like, yeah, it did really well because uh, audiences have been starred for like uh, a comedy that they can just get together with their friends and watch them like, did you not see Spider-Man like four weeks ago? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's not technically like specifically just a comedy, but like it's still something that, you know, you got a group of friends together to go see for most people. Yeah. 
Agreed. Seems like how out of touch they are sometimes. I know. They're with done. their own industry. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but yeah, cool. I, was, I was thinking about it. There hasn't really been like a, a ton of like just comedy focused movies since before 2020. Yeah. You know, they're usually blended with something else. You know, there hasn't been like a super bad or something. I know. Like two years. Or a hangover or something. That I can remember. Yeah. yeah there I, was. I think, it was so bad. I just <laughs> didn't. I think the last one that I really enjoyed like that was Game Night. And that's probably three, four years old now. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Probably like 2017, so, 18. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's see if any of the other nerds have anything to contribute this week. Corinne here for another installment of Showtime, where I tell you all about something cool I've been watching lately and recommend it to all of you. So the thing I'm going to recommend this week is called Abbott Elementary. It's a new show on ABC. It's on Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock Mountain Time. Also, it streams on Hulu the next day in case you're one of those people like me. Um, But it's basically the office, but set at an elementary school. It has, you know, like the whole, you know, documentary slice of life thing and it's about you know these inner city school teachers and they're trying to do the best with what they have and of course you know there's a lot of shenanigans going on um and then you know they i i'm really excited to see where um you know they set up so many characters that you you can tell like you know if the show goes on long enough and they get the character arcs that they deserve it's going to be awesome and really excited to see it. It's just, it is also just really well written, a lot of good humor, good comedy. So I've laughed out loud multiple times watching the show. I highly recommend it to everybody. Abbott Elementary, it's on Hulu, it's also on ABC. So um, while we're here, uh, I just finished watching the season finale of The Book of Boba Fett. And I have to say, um, not really impressed, uh, with the show as a whole. Uh, I, I mean, the best parts of it were basically when it was, like, Mandalorian season 2.5. Um, and then, like, the second strongest element was kind of seeing, like, Boba Fett's flashbacks and him, you know, being taken in by the Tuscan Raider tribe and then, you know, meeting Fennec Shan and all that. And I mean, we got some cameos, and that was cool, I guess. But the show's writing is—I don't know if it's the writing or if it's the structuring. I thought it was just kind of funny how, in the last episode, one of the characters straight up asked Boba Fett, "Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you here? Why did you decide to become this like crime lord?" And I'm like, I've been wondering that this entire show. <laughs> It's like he went from being like this bounty hunter. It's like, okay, I want, you know, when he shows up in Mandalorian season two, it's like, okay, he wants his armor back, obviously. But then when he gets his armor back, he just all of a sudden like takes over Jabba the Hutt's territory. I'm like, so, um, why? <laughs> it's just so weird. Um, eh, yeah, I think that the show, it had some really. It had some good moments, again, mostly involving Mando um, and other folks that we all know from other, you know, 
Star Wars series, but yeah, as far as, like, the core of the show about, like, Boba Fett and him becoming this crime lord, they kind of found a little bit of footing at the very end where he's like, you know, these are my people, I have to protect them, and I'm like, okay, just, it's like, why are we just now getting this motivation? You never talked about this in the previous episodes, or if you did, it wasn't very much. So, I just... Again, this is coming from me. I'm not a big fan of Boba Fett as a character. I just thought people, like, hyped him up so much. And, I mean, the actor, Tamara Morrison, does an excellent job. Um, he's brought a lot to that character, and I really appreciate that. And I like Ming-Na Wen and her character when she was in The Mandalorian. You know, she was just kind of this one-off person. And then she gets brought back as this kind of... Um, you know, associate of Boba Fett's, and that's pretty much all that happens with that. <laughs> you know, we get some background on, like, how they met and their first interactions, but we don't see much beyond it, so, yeah, just not really impressed with it. I am very excited for Mandalorian Season 3, though, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Am I the only one? If you're into the Book of Boba Fett, please let me know, because, I mean, how did anybody enjoy the show, unless they were just big Mandalorian fans? So, uh, hit me up on Twitter, at Catching Classic, um, or email the show, I guess, uh, at realnerds at gmail.com. So, thanks for listening to me rant about that. It may, maybe feel differently once I see the episode's you know, if I rewatch the series all the way through in one sitting, or if I, you know, I don't know. I, I could feel differently about it as I get more information, but for what I have right now, I was just kind of disappointed, and it was just all over the place. So, I'm willing to give season two a chance, just because, you know, Star Wars is like, everybody is just going to be in everybody's show now, so you kind of have to watch all the shows if you don't want to you know, miss seeing your favorite character pop up or something. So anyway, I'll talk to you all next time. I have been watching Reacher on Amazon Prime. I'm probably going to finish that, so I'll let you know whether it's any good on the next episode. Bye! And now it's time for Brad's Exhibition Etiquette, your weekly guide of tips and tricks to help you not ruin Brad's fun at the movies. Here's a tip for all you couples on Valentine's Day this week. Just want to let you know that if you show up to the theater and I'm the only one there, you don't actually have to sit right behind me. Also, if me and other people are attending, it's not your private screening. And that's your tip for this week. Hey, film buddies. Follow me around Denver. This week at Esquire Midnights, they are screening Princess Mononoke in Japanese with English subtitles. So check that out. And that's what's going on around town. As always, thank you to the other nerds for contributing. Uh, next week, we are seeing a death on the Nile or uh, black light. I don't know yet. <laughs> maybe I'll put out a poll and we'll see. Or maybe it'd be a good weekend to do two movies. Have a B movie ready. Yeah. I think we might be inst- institute a uh, new, some new, uh, categories in this podcast like the b movie that'd be fun yep uh brad thanks for joining me on this journey always and i will see you at the movies well a real nerd knows who shot a real nerd
Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.